The By the Hood podcast is sponsored by the Discover Your Options Bootcamp. Getting started with trading options may seem intimidating, but with Discover Your Options, you'll be up to speed faster than you could have ever imagined. No matter what your ultimate goal is, learn the basic skills and gain all the confidence needed to ultimately win in the exciting world of options. For more information, click the link under Discover Your Options in our show notes. And for 20% off, make sure to use the code BUYTHEHOOD, one word, for the 20% discount. The Buy the Hood podcast is brought to you by the book, Own Your Time and Space, written by Corey Camp and Jimmy the Blueprint Williams. All throughout history, you will see time and space as having significant importance, but never discussed as it will be in this book. You can learn the true importance of time and space and how having a better understanding of these concepts can lead to a better life. It deals with ownership of not only your time, but the space around you. You can get your copy at ownyourtimeandspace.com or you can go right to Amazon and look up Own Your Time and Space. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast slash webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And listen, um, as we start off every show, it's with gratitude. Just want to say thank you to all of our supporters, um, all of our new students at the By the Hood University, which is something that we started to try to like give some education during these crazy times. Um, support to all you guys. People are still out there ordering merch. Want to say appreciate that support as well. People who have shared our content, watched our content, but we want to start every episode off with gratitude because we are thankful for that. I got my partner in the building with me as always, Corey. Corey, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. How's everything with you, man? Man, just trying to just trying to stay safe, man, and, and you know, still find ways to be productive, man. But I can't complain, man, because <laughs> some people out there struggling, man, and you know, my, my prayers to them, man. But I, I'm in a good space, man. How about you? Yeah, man. It's, you know, during these pandemic times, you know, it's it's it's, it's kind of hard. Like I'm I'm stuck between being productive and just and just falling back on a on a feathery pillow and just falling out you know yeah. what i think full netflix mode right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with that being said man every episode we like to feature a brother or sister who's doing something amazing in the community this brother that we have here with us is an author an entrepreneur an investor um he he actually uh gave me an opportunity to um come teach a class at one of his businesses which is the, the black real estate school this guy has all sorts of amazing things going on and i'll make sure to share a lot of his products because like i said he also has books that he's written um, he has multiple businesses. Um, he's an avid investor, man. And without further ado, I want to introduce our brother, uh, Andre Hatchett to the platform. How are you, sir? What's going on? Great people. Honored to be here, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh man. We appreciate you, man. Listen, owner be owned, man. That, uh, yeah. you know, that's one of your brands and, and, and your t-shirt, man. Um, mm-hmm. which I've said, I've seen on people like, uh, on different cities. So it's amazing how, uh, oh, wow. that's how that, yeah, yeah. So people, I've seen people in Philly with it. I was in D.C. I saw somebody wear it. I was like, okay, so yeah, people out here wearing that, man. Um, you have a lot of amazing brands, man. I'll tell you one thing. You, you, you got some great domain names, right? As someone who buys domain names, <laughs> I, pay I, what, I pay attention to what domain names people own. You got some great domain names, man. I but appreciate it, yeah. Before we get into what you got going on now, man, tell us a little bit about your background, man. Like, you know, where are you from mm-hmm. um, and how did you get into the idea of being a business owner or an investor? Like, is that something you always want to do or where are you originally from? Yeah, so um, I'm, a, I'm a Jamaican heritage. That's also uh, a Jamaican background, background, born in New York, currently in Atlanta. Uh, and as far as always wanting to be a business owner, I did because I was 
selling lemonade and 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 shoveling snow. Were your parents business owners, or what, was it was it something like you know that you saw growing up? Or my parents were nine to fivers, and our nine to five. Well, they'll be they'll be retiring soon. They're nine to fivers, but they encouraged us to do what works for us. Okay, my glasses keep fogging up. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm gonna get another pair. <laughs> so, I, I I wasn't limited. That's one of the great things. My, my dad said, if you go to school with somebody, he said, you never have to work for that person. And that always stuck with me, right? Because a lot of times we think we have an inferiority, inferiority complex in our community, right? And a lot of times, a lot of times it comes from our parents. I hate to say it like that. No, it's true. That's absolutely true. It is true. They, 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 it's, it's like... We talk about like things that they leave us in terms of um, resources, but a lot of our feelings and thoughts also come from our parents as well. So people don't talk about that a lot, but it's true. Totally, totally. I think our parents a lot of times, of course not all the time, hold us back more than white people. I think they hold wow. because a lot because if you have self doubt coming from the household, it's magnified by like two thousand percent. So. Um, I at night I had a job from well back stuff. I always had jobs right from fourteen to fourteen to no 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 yeah yeah from fourteen till twenty six. Mostly I had jobs. I, I I was a bus boy. I worked at schools. I worked at ice cream shops. I always had a job, but I always <laughs> I never liked being told what to do. By people. So even though I did the jobs, I did them well, I was always an entrepreneur type guy. I was always an entrepreneur type guy, and I just was a get it out the mud type dude. So now here, 38, um, own a bunch of real estate uh, in Detroit, mostly with a group, um, stocks, three books, and a few online academies. And I guess you call me a well-rounded, community-focused entrepreneur. Nice, nice, man. You you brought up some interesting points, man. About <clears throat> you know uh, how our parents can be a more hindrance <laughs> to us than actually what's out there in the world, man. I know you got some thoughts on that, Corey. Yeah, man. Uh, parental, you know, I, as a teacher, I see how uh, parental influences uh, create situations in classrooms and schools. Um, also. Um, just as a studier of people, um, like those parental influences, you know, it, it determines our, uh, our, our religion, our, our eating habits, our everything. Mm -hmm. So having, you know, the, the right parental influence is a big step towards, uh, you know, becoming whoever you want to become. Now at a certain point, it becomes on you to, to break, you know, to break generational curses. But as a child, you don't have those choices. And so what you were saying is very, very true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's, that's an interesting point, man. So you said your parents um, were nine to fivers, but they encouraged you. And so you said the point they wanted to make was if you go to school with somebody, you don't have to work for them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Explain that yeah. point. Yeah, so that always stuck with me. I wish that with me. So, so my dad said it. He was like, you don't have to be beneath anybody. And I was like, I don't know if I had got it at first, but I, it just hit me like, okay. Because a lot of times we might feel like if our, 
if our peers are getting A's and B's, we might uh, feel like we're less than them because of what the school system said. But he said, if you're in the same class, why do they have to pass you in life? Yeah. And I was just uh, like, damn, that was that's real. A, that's a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that is raw right there. Um, and I don't know why they're sorry. I'm going to take the stupid thing. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Uh, and, and yeah, so it stuck with me. So I've been trying to figure out entrepreneurship since, again, like I was a kid. And I just decided that I'm just going to run with it and keep on going with it. And yeah, here we are. So what was the first uh, business that you had that actually um, you, you saw any level of success? Was it, was it a real estate uh, investment or was it um, a business? Um, I bought my first property at 22. That really showed me that I could do this, right? I, I, I got a co-op. Like a, if, if you're not in Northeast, it's like a condominium in New York. And I, so, so Jimmy Corey, so I was making $15 an hour at the time, right? And I just saved all my money for like three years. I wrote down every dollar I earned and spent. And because I was just so, I was like, I'm not going to go and rent an apartment and then take orders from white people at my job. I'm like, that's just too much for me. Right? <laughs> I, was, I was like, if I gotta have a job, <laughs> I said, if I gotta have a job, I at least gotta own where I live, at least. Yeah, but you know what's dope about that? You just said something that um stuck with me, which is that it took you three years, but you were willing to, to make that sacrifice for three yeah. years, right? So I was talking to uh, um, Brother Malik yesterday, uh, who's a friend of ours, was saying that, he said, I could tell anybody how to become a millionaire in real estate. He said, but as soon as I tell them, just give me Malik. about eight, he said, so he said as, soon as, I tell them, as soon as I tell them it takes eight years, they like check out, right? It's insane. <laughs> it's insane because you're older anyway. Exactly. You're exactly. going to get older anyway. I asked him to post on Twitter yesterday. Some people say, some people have mentality, if it can't happen via a shortcut, it's not worth it happening. Wow. If it can't happen via a shortcut, it's not worth it happening. It has to be some kind of, um, you know, I have to get there faster than other people. I can't use my credit. I'm not, I'm not going to fix my credit. I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to find my tax. I, I have to get around that stuff for it to be worth it. And, and I thought about something. And my friend, my friend, Homegirl Erica Williams said this. She said, you know, if you get a house, if you get one house a year, that's 10 houses you'll have for the yeah. rest of your life. Yeah. And that's what's crazy, right? Listen, I, I, think it, I think it was uh, the, the great poet um, once said that, you, you know, save for the future because you figure you're going to be older way longer than you're going to be younger. I think that was Sheik Luch, the great poet Sheik Luch said yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> But, but, but no, man, but it's so true, though. And, and, and the great thing about like wealth, when you start to understand how money works and how money yeah. moves, is that, you know, people have these thoughts of I need 10,000 properties or 10,000 doors. If you have 10 doors, it'll listen, it'll change. Gener life. It can change generations, a whole different life. Because anytime you get rent, first of all, they're paying off the debt. And mm -hmm. if you, hopefully you've cash flow if you bought the right way. Yep. that that lasts forever. Right. So it doesn't take it doesn't take 100 doors. I tell people, if you get two or three rental properties, that could change your life. Whole different right? life. Whole, Whole different, different life. Just two or three. But a lot of times we think about billions and trillions. And um, but if someone, you know, sets you up where you can walk into life making two, three thousand a month before you get out of bed, that's a different Ooh. life.
Oh man, it's it's a total game changer. And I'm such a fan of. Uh, let me explain that. I became such a fan of consistent action because every time I tried to rush, I just messed things up. Mm-hmm. I just I just messed things up every time I tried to rush. So probably like my mid thirties or so, early to mid thirties, I, I I just accepted that uh, me becoming whatever millionaire, uh, advancing, it's gonna take longer than I thought. I embraced that. That was tough, actually. It's going to be longer than I thought, and I'm going to have to be more focused than I've been. So I actually have to slow it out to speed up, but it worked. Like, like that's when I hit six figures. That's, that's, the, John, that's the John Cheney philosophy. Mm, yep, yep. Slow yep. down to speed up. Slow, slow down to speed up. Slow down to speed up. And Man, embracing it mentally, right? Yeah. That's, that, that's the toughest part. You got to embrace it mentally. Like, shoot, I got to slow this puppy down, but I did it. And that's when things excel for me. Man, you know what? It's interesting about that, right? So I'm going through a phase now where I'm trying to get healthier, right? Mm. And, I, and I was talking to my doctor or whatever, and um, he was like, listen, he kind of said the same thing you just said, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> slow, slow down and speed up, right? Yeah. If you're trying to get healthier, everything ain't going to happen overnight. But the thing is, um, it's about the little steps. But those little steps happen to snowball. And it's the same way money works. It all works the same way. Um, you know, things will start to snowball, whether we're talking about real estate, whether we're talking about business, whether we're talking about the stock market, those small steps eventually start to snowball. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said you have a, a couple of online academies and, um, you know, and, and I've seen it, but I know one that's very popular and that you've helped a lot of people and changed lives with is this notary business. Yeah, yeah. How did, yeah. How did that come to be? So that was my first corporation. I started it when I was 23. Um, and I, like, that's what got, that's what kept me out of the workforce. And that's what got me out of the workforce. So a friend named Ricky, he started it. Um, and I shadowed him. I shadowed him. I was like, I, I, well, let me go back. It was another friend who told me about it. And, and, and I shadowed Ricky and, and the friend said that, you know, he makes like $75 for appointment to show up for somewhere or 125 for like 15 minutes. 45 minutes. I was like, at the time I was making a hundred dollars a day, <laughs> the whole day, a hundred dollars. So I said, huh, I could do this because I'm not overly complicated. I'm, I'm pretty simple. So I shadowed him and I, and I went around and, and I saw what he did. And I was like, Oh shoot, like this is it. And, and I, and I looked at it as, okay, this might not be what I'll do forever, but this can get me out of the job. If I could do two jobs a day at a hundred dollars each, that's, the, that's 200 bucks a day. That's double what I was making at the job. I can, I can rock it out. So I got my notary license. I had my first notary appointment the same day I got my license and I made $55, $60 in like 20 minutes. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm, this is, this is going to work. And I also knew that I could leverage it where I could hire subcontractors to do jobs for me. Mm-hmm. And I said, that was just an extra incentive. So if I got a client to give me 150, I can give Jimmy or Corey 75 or hundred. I make the difference and y'all get paid. Everyone, everyone eats. So I knew there was scalability with it as well. Uh, 2015, I was in a car accident, so I wasn't able to maneuver like I used to. So I already had the idea anyway. And um, Boyce Watkins, that's the to Boyce Watkins. He started the Blackwell Bootcamp. I was like, you know, I got an idea. I think I could do it online. Um, and he said, I'll help you push it. So I started it in 2015. So, wow, it's five years. Oh, shit, five years. Yeah. And, and here we are. So it's been working. We've had thousands of students all over the country. Every week now, I'm getting someone who says that they made their first $500. I have a lady in Virginia. She, in the first, she started in March. 
in the first two weeks of April, he made two thousand dollars. So yeah, it, but you know what's interesting really about cool. that, right? So um, me being in real estate as long as I am, I, I've dealt with notaries, but I've never heard a notary have that idea to scale it or even sub it out. They just, you know, it's just something that they like a lot of title companies or um, uh, law, people that work in the law, they just do on the side. I've never, like you're the first person that um, thought, man, I could scale this out. I can sub this out. How do you even come up with that idea? I've never heard like, you know, like I said, I, I know a lot of people who are notaries. I've never had anybody outside of you even have that idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, my boy Ricky, my boy Ricky said, you know, um, it's called being a notary signing service. So it's similar to wholesaling real estate per se. Like uh, you, mm -hmm. you get the lead, you assign it to somebody else, you make your cut, yada, yada, yada. So he, t he, he said, you know, like, I don't have to do all the jobs myself anymore. And I was his subcontractor. <laughs> so oh, I was like, gotcha. okay. Yeah. Uh, I saw the light. I, I saw the, So if something, I need things to be simple. What's that dude's name? Jay Harvey? Jay Harvin? Okay. Yeah, yeah. He says something in a podcast. He said, if it's complicated, I can't do it. I don't want to do it. And I was like, yeah, that's like me. <laughs> so it was good to see somebody successful who thinks like me. <laughs> Yo, so you like the fifth person who says something like that is talking about as far as lifestyle design. Like, look, if it's too if it's too rough and too hard, why am I doing it? Like, I can't. Why, why am I doing it? Like, I can be successful at the things I'm successful at. I can do other things. Why am I making this hard? And you're like the fifth person that's came on this show and, and said something in, in that in that vein. Yeah, yeah. Nothing for me, Corey, is I can't do it. If it's complicated, <laughs> I'm not joking. It sounds like I'm joking. I can't handle it. So, like, I, I'm just a simple guy. But, but, you know, here's something that I've become good at, Corey. I've become, I become good at mastering simplicity. Mm, okay. Like, that's how the owner be <laughs> that's how the owner be old t-shirts got out there that's how the notary school got out that's how the real estate school got out there and and, and, I, and i'm a damn good probably my best skill set to be honest with you is i'm a damn good strategy uh slash business coach I'm, I'm able to take what people are thinking and help them slow down their brains and give them a game plan to execute on an idea or two and for them to be successful. I, I, I had a coaching call with one of my notary students, but, but I do people in all different industries. And she took all the classes, she did everything right, but she was not able to land jobs. And we had a, it was supposed to be an hour call. It was 30 minutes. And that, in the next two weeks, she made like 300 bucks. I guess, I, I guess able to say, if you can help somebody slow their brain down, yeah, slow down, slow down and speed up. Man, that's what's crazy is my wife is my wife is a notary, right? And we were thinking about, you know, scaling her business and how to build out her business. And we, we really just sat down and just was like, all right, what businesses use notaries? And and that that was our first step. Like, what businesses use notaries? And then we just went to those businesses. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> very simple, right? Yeah. <laughs> it just it was like I was like yeah, let's 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 uncomplicate this. Let's, let's quick game. No, I, I like that. I like that. Uh, that 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 thought though. Like that that term. Like slow down the speed up. That's like that's, that, yeah. that could be that could be a new T-shirt. Slow, yeah. slow down. Slow down the speed up. John Cheney used to say that. Like he, he used to say that about basketball. He's like the you know it, the, the faster you go, the slower you're going to the, the slower you're going to be because mm -hmm. your your um you, your your brain is moving faster than your body. 
Mm. And so you need yeah. to slow down to be able to actually speed your body up. And yeah. he used to say yeah. that all the time when he was talking mm-hmm. about ball. Talk about, but, and, but, but it's funny because I never thought into this conversation how that applies to so many things. It does. It applies mm-hmm. to everything. But yeah, when he said it, it, it just drew me straight back to it. I was like, oh, you know, I heard that before. And then, yeah. and then you know what I mean? But I, I used to go, I used to sneak in the temple all the time. So I've actually heard him say it in a practice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. Yeah. What's Legend up? John Chaney. But um, mm-hmm. so, so um, I noticed that you help people with that business as well. Then you also have like the black real estate school. Yep. Um, how did that idea come to fruition? I asked, so, so this is something that um, I encourage other people to do. So I asked my notary students what they liked about the course. Um, um, did they, did, did they enjoy it? Um, Ask people who paid you for feedback. It's like free. It's like getting free consultant work, right? So, <laughs> if people have paid you for something, ask them how you did, and let them give you an answer. Like, it's just you know, just do that. So anyway, I was, I was like, "What you enjoy about it?" And, and I had a re, um, the most common, I guess, praise that I got was I was able to break things that might be complicated down to a simplistic, easy to digest level. So I said, okay, uh, I know a little bit about real estate, not a ton, but I, I, I don't have to get started. So six to eight months after the notary school launched, it launched the real estate school and it's a similar format. But now, uh, it, I, for that platform, because I didn't know everything about real estate, I had to bring in experts like Jimmy, um, Kendra Barnes, Ponji Barnes, Charles Ogilvy. Julian Gordon, we had a lot of... We had you got some heavy friends. hitters on there. You yeah. got some great yeah, people. Yeah, some yeah. great people. Um, especially you. I'll take that. I'll take that. And um, I to put that together. And it was same. It was similar model. You know, everyone has their subject matter that they're an expert on. And, and, and we teach it. And it's going. It's going. Yeah. yeah. If you can help people... Man, I, it, 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 it sounds crazy, but it's not. If you can help people take a couple of steps further in life, they will happily pay you for it. Yeah, yeah. And it's worth it, right? So, um, you know, one of the things that I pride myself on is that I still pay for courses, like to this day, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you'll never know anything. And if I take one thing from a course, um, it's worth it for me, right? I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars on courses, and I still do to this day, um, you know, as uh, Deontay Wilder would say, to this day. Um, <laughs> because... Is like listen. If if I spent a thousand, like I I took an um a course that I spent a thousand dollars on, but within the first couple of weeks I made three thousand dollars. Like so I'm up. Wow. You know what I mean? Like so I don't have no problem spending money on courses. Um, that's just what it is. Um, so yeah, your black real estate school. But I'm gonna go back to something you said earlier about taking that three years and buying that co-op. Um, when you when you accomplished that, when you went through that three years, you accomplished that. What did that do for you? Like your mindset? I felt great. I still feel great about it. And that's years ago, but thinking about that first yeah. one, you still a feeling about that first one, right? It, it, it was a crazy time because, you know, you're, you're 22 or so. Most people graduate college then. Uh, well, I don't know most people, but, but a lot of people graduate college then. They're starting their new careers. Like, I didn't really have that whole experience thing. I, I went to school off and on later. I was never a great student. But... I I had something. I started something. I completed something, and I was able to do without a degree. So it just really showed me. So I, I was never a good student. High school, junior high school, never. So I, I it showed me that I could really do something in life. 
It showed me that I can really get out here and get busy and I can really get control of my future, my destiny without going the formal route that a lot of people were going. And I, and I was really, really proud of that. And it showed, uh, I knew delayed gratification works, but up until you delay your gratification and you have something work, it could be kind of, I don't know if it's going to work or not, but it worked. Yeah, the late gratification is actually better because when you when you when you, yeah. when you when you get it, you feel like you work for it, and it's like that's a whole different feeling. Church, church. So yeah, man. Um, I wrote down every dollar I earned and spent for like two or three years. Wow. I went out once every two weeks. My wow. car died. I was on the bus. So I, I I was on the bus twenty one with eight to ten bands in the bank and a seven fifty FICO score. I could have easily went and financed the car. Yeah, like, like a nice one. But it would have killed my DTI, but I, and I would not have been able to do it. So, so yeah. The, but you made that sacrifice and you put that work in, man. That, that's, I mean, think, thinking about that now, I was like, okay. But thinking about that, like being 20, 22 years old, like, you know, most of, like most people, we'd have, we'd have went and got that car, right, Corey? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 listen, I, I'm, I'm infamous for blowing money, but my, my whole, <laughs> yeah. I, but you, I, but you, but you live and you learn. Like th- those yeah, things yeah. that will put you in the place space you are now. But, but, but to have the that. Thing, but the, but the, the thing that I wanted to say is that it's not hard work you did. It was smart work. Like you, 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 you created a budget. That's deep. There's nothing, nothing hard about what you did. It was just consistent action. Like hard work for me, I, I'm just going to keep it a book. Hard work is overrated. Like it's just way overrated. Like most of the people that work hard don't, don't make any money. That's true. So, <laughs> so smart work you did was smart work it wasn't hard work it was just dedication to an idea to to your craft or to whatever you were doing it wasn't hard work like you wasn't out there breaking you know breaking your neck for no reason that's mm-hmm. hard work you yeah, pur- I mean? yeah you purpose was, you had purpose that's purpose driven mm-hmm. work that's not that's not hard work when yeah, it's but purpose, when it's purpose I, mean, I have a hard time telling people who are in their forties to like write down what they spend. You know what I mean? Yeah, you like, was twenty something years old writing it so, down. You a G. Yeah, so that that <laughs> yeah that, that that's smart work. I appreciate it's, it's consistent man, and it's discipline. That's that's what it. That's about. what it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. That that's, discipline, man. Um, Asia Selton was on your podcast. Well, yeah, last yeah, year, that's sister, yeah, 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 yeah. And I saw her like. <laughs> Like that's her mantra right there. Discipline, yep. So this is discipline, discipline over everything. It gets you there. It gets you there. It, it, and here's the thing about it: is once you have it, it's it it, it it might not always stick with you, but you know how to access it. Yep. And, and I have some friends who are succeeding. Yeah. I I guess being in your late thirties, where I'm at now, it, it, it gives you like a good perspective of life. Yeah, and I'm able to look at people, and I'm and I, and I and I look at them, and I say, what, what did they not do that he or she did, in any different industry? And a lot of times it's falling back and disciplining yourself, not even forever, just for like a, an extended time period. You could rack some things up and live off of those things and rock out for years to come. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's like that's crazy because things tend to snowball, right? They do. So, like it's funny, so I have a nephew um who's fourteen, but since the day he was born, I started literally putting up like you know, like ten dollars, twenty dollars a month in this little a brokerage account. That's what's up. He got several thousand dollars, and it's funny wow. thing I've never I've never at one time put more than ten bucks in there. And, yeah. and when he was when he was younger, he picked his own little company, so he liked to play video games. So he picks like Microsoft or the Xbox and Nintendo and. Um, you know, there's little like little stuff that, but the thing is, it's that consistency. It is small amounts. It's just small amounts. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. Like discipline, consistency, all those things, as cliche as they sound, they absolutely work. Um, it pays off. It pays yeah. So your, sto- your story is amazing. So you, 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 you've made that sacrifice in your 20s yep. to kind of like have the life you want to have now. Um, and what I'm, another thing I'm taking from our conversation is, um, like Corey mentioned lifestyle design, because you said you figured out a way to scale things. Um, but also you talked about investing, uh, with the group, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that allows someone else who has like a specialty to kind of like, you know, um, so you don't have to put a hundred percent there cause you got all these things going on. Right. So, yeah. So how did, how did you make that decision for one and for two, uh, the second part of that question is you're also an author. What made you decide to start putting, you know, um, putting your work out there and writing about it? Cool, cool. So, so being uh, the man or the woman or what they call the alpha male or female of, the, of everything you do, if, if you want to go and do it, knock yourself out. I have no desire to run everything that I am part of, ever. <laughs> I got a few things that I can run. I'm good at letting other people do what they do. So it was really about leverage. So if I can invest $500,000 in different projects and own 5, 10, 15% of, mm-hmm. of a bunch of projects, that's residual income coming back to me. And I don't have to manage it. I don't have to get any phone calls. I'm winning. I'm winning. So for me, like that's what it was. I, I, just, I just don't have to run it. And internally, so... I said that, but some people internally feel that they have to be in control of everything they do. For some people, that works. But for some people, they, one, they aren't built for it, that they don't have the focus, they don't have the discipline, and they just don't want to, but they don't realize it because, because they think that they have to just do everything themselves. So I don't, so I invest, <laughs> with, I invest with different people, different organizations, and, and it's been working, man. We got vending machines. Um, we got vending machines. We got commercial property that we have to rehab. We have properties that we got that were already cash flowing. Shout out to Charles, Olga being the crew, uh, and a bunch of stuff, man. A bunch of assets that are kicking out yeah. income and or will be kicking out income. And it's it's great. It's great. Yeah. And it just feels good to work with other black people on a high Absolutely. level. Absolutely. So you work with your own people, but you also have a equity, um, you know, with within those projects without yeah. having to manage everything. So that's another part, another re- another way to scale things for your mm-hmm. for your own um overall empire you're building, right? Yeah. Um, it allows you to um be in different things, man. But it 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 takes a lot to say that because you're right. A lot of people want control of everything. Overrated as hell, man. <laughs> you are. I, 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 I was going to say that, but I ain't want to be the one to say how overrated that is. It's more, more headaches come with that. It's more headaches. Totally. Totally, man. Totally. More headaches to come with that, man. Um, and man. the books. You asked about the books. Books, yes. yeah, your books. So I just wanted my thoughts out of my head. I just wanted my thoughts out of my head. Like, like I have a hard time living. I have a hard time living with myself when I'm not trying stuff. So... Uh, my first book, um, Owner Beyond, The Black Man's Got the Wealth Creation in America, it was just a simple, uh, a simple, easy to digest book for black men, kind of like a checkpoint to see like w- what they might be doing right, what they might be doing wrong. Not to say everyone has to do the same thing, of course, but I think everyone should have a Roth IRA, if not stocks, if not passive income, if not own real estate, something, right? Own One or two something. Of those things. <laughs> own, own something. something. Own something. So... Um, that manhood, um, you know, about independence. A lot of brothers aren't raised around dudes. A lot of brothers were not raised around dudes, so they don't know how dudes rock. 
Yeah. That's not a knock on them. They don't know. So yeah. I just wanted to just throw it out there uh, in a firm way, but loving way. So yeah, and, and I'm probably gonna do part two in the near future. And I have a couple of other books um, that the next one is called The 10 Top Habits of Underachievers. So by underachieving, I don't mean by me, by my standards or Corey's standards or Jimmy's standards, but by your own personal standards. And most people who aren't hitting their goals in life, they're doing the same things. They're mm -hmm. overthinking, they aren't focusing, they, 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 they're doing a list of things in common. So I want to just put those things out there to have people do like a self check within themselves to see, uh, hey, look, am I gonna be average? And if you are, that's cool. But I want you to know you're being average. I don't want you to lie to yourself. I want you to be honest with yourself. <laughs> with yourself. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool to be yeah. an author. And, and honestly, I think it's pretty cool to say that you're an author. No, it is. And, and <laughs> that's actually, part of the reason why I wrote the books. And, and you know, I like your books. I actually have both of them. Um, I appreciate it. And it reminds me of something Les Brown said. He said, most people um, don't succeed. It's not because they aim too high and miss. It's because they aim too low and they hit. Totally. Right? So, so that's the, the whole idea of uh, underachieving. So yeah, you got a, you got a lot going on. Like I said, investor, author, business owner. Um, what's the future? Like, what do you see as your future? What are some of the things that you're trying to get into or that you're working on? Great question. So something I started to do uh, probably last year is I started to appreciate the moment more. I was thinking too, a little too far ahead, far ahead. And I got mugs too. I got mugs and shirts. Uh, <laughs> no doubt. So I'm enjoying where I'm at in life. I'm enjoying the money I'm making. Uh, I'm enjoying the lifestyle, as Corey said. I'm enjoying the lifestyle. I don't have to physically go anywhere to make money now. Uh, I can go somewhere and make money, but I'm, I'm able to either contract that notary jobs and all my courses, books, and coaching. I'm able to make a good living without leaving the house. So I'm enjoying the moment. I think I want to get How amazing is that during the pandemic? Like, it, really good. Yeah, it's really it good, feels, right? It feels, <laughs> it feels really good. And I'll tell you, um, everybody can't do it right now, but, but I really want everyone to give themselves a timeline where they can cover their bills and some without leaving the house in, in the future. It might be five years. It might be six months for some people. Nice goal to shoot for. You got to be able to make money without leaving the house because it, it's literally dangerous literally dangerous out there so I want, I want to make that like a personal challenge um it feels good it feels good because i'm able to do it to do it at scale and i'm able to have a direct impact on people's lives with making an honest dollar with charging them a fair rate as well so i'm living a great life to be honest i'm, I'm really enjoying it um i want to do more real estate stuff next year maybe not even just in this country but i think that's going to be next Okay. International, buy some real estate in uh, different countries. Um, that'd be dope. Yeah, that'd, that'd be dope. I think that's next. Okay. Why next to the concert hall in Bucharest? <laughs> <laughs> let's, see. let's see how it goes. Gotta, gotta, gotta go to the motherland. <laughs> gotta buy in the motherland. Um, it's only right. Only right. Um, question, though. Along this journey, um, starting where you started at, you said you worked a, a lot of like odd jobs and things, and then you, totally. you got to buy the property. Janitor, um, all that stuff. Yeah, and you've built out this amazing life and amazing business. Uh, what has like been um, the biggest roadblock or something that you had to get over in order to get to where you are now? Something that you, you, you know, you recognize in yourself or something that happened that um, has been your biggest hurdle? A couple of things. I was scanned by my cousin in my 20s. Oh, um, So apart from that hurting a lot, 
Uh, he's gotten a bunch of people in the family. Come to find out, a bunch of people. I, I was like, damn. Um, so apart from that, just hurting, I, I, I had a bunch of properties I had lost in my 20s. And I had, I had a great FICO score that I lost for years. So that was, it, was, it was discouraging and a financial hit. That was one of them. The second one, I think my biggest hurdle for years, which I just got good at in, in, my, in my early year, I'm 38 now, so I guess early, mid-30s, was knowing when to start what venture. Right, so I, uh, I got mugs now, I got shirts, I got schools. But before, it was, I'm doing everything right now. Like, don't tell me anything. I'm not listening to you. Like, get out of here. I'm starting everything right now. Even though all the books say what the one thing and all that stuff, no, I'm doing the 10 things. You cannot tell me I can't. So it's just so silly. <laughs> I, I'm a hardcore believer in multiple streams. I call it multiple systems. But, but I got better at pacing myself on when to start what. Once I did that, that changed up. That changed up. When to start what? And I got better at hiring. I have an email marketing person. I don't say, I, 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 I had an email go out last night that I made $200 from. See if anything else came in. Yeah, I made $200 from that one email. I didn't write the email. I pay her monthly. Um, hey, Maria. And she sends that out. So, so she does her job. I, I got better at delegating. So I guess knowing when to start what and getting better people, higher quality people, paying people more and delegating more. Like, like those things were my biggest hurdles that I overcame. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big piece of business. That's something I still struggle with. It's like the delegation. It's, a fight. it's, it's, a fight. it's like, yeah, it is. It is. That's oh. something I still struggle with. So it's interesting to hear you say that. Um, that's something I need to work on personally um, in terms of being able to delegate. Mm-hmm. So, um, Man, that's a, that's a gem right there, Core. Like, um, for sure. yeah, yeah. Because yeah, as some, I struggle with delegation too. Like, if I if, if I want something done, I just want to I want to do it. I don't feel like waiting on nobody to do it. Like, yeah, so I, I I know that feeling that you were having, and I'm older than you. Yeah, but but it's but that but in order to scale again, and and a lot of what he talks about is scaling. You have to be able to train someone to to do it the way you want it, right? So, and I understand that. So, man, and fire people. You you probably have to fire some people along the way. Yeah, that too. That too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) That too, man. So, um, those those were great. Uh, I appreciate you sharing that in terms of uh some of the struggles. Um. In terms of uh, influence or books, what would you say, uh, just, uh, before we get out of here, just, uh, what kind of book had you read that changed your life or what could you recommend to some of our readers, whether it's a book, a movie, or, or something just to give them inspiration that, that has helped you? Yeah, The Wealth Choice by Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. Wow, The Wealth that Choice. That book is cold. It's on audiobook. I think it's on yeah. audiobook. Yeah, you want to hear something crazy about that? I'm literally reading that right now. <laughs> Yo, you stay in the book too, man. You, I do. Yo, you play around like, with the books. I'm literally li- listening to that on Audible <laughs> right now. That's li- that's what I'm listening to, like right yeah. there. That's that's crazy. You say that because I have his other book. Um, mm. but you know this has been on my list and it made its way up to the top of the list and it's crazy because you just said that and that's literally what I'm listening to, man. Yeah. But, um, I'm only on like chapter two, so you, you already know what it's about. Like now I'm the looking. Book is cold. So what what did you take from that book? Just asking you now, you know, what that did you book take? is cold, man. That book, you know, he interviews a bunch of black millionaires about their personal journey. Man, that book is cold. Yeah, hey, yeah. It sounds like our podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it's something to, it's something to hear these kind of things from people that look like you, right? 
Um, yeah. Makes it more real. Yeah, makes it more attainable yeah. for us. I mean, because a lot of stuff goes on in life and images and, you know, it's easy to be or it's easy to feel oppressed um, being black. You got to fight your way out of it and you got to admit that you might have gone through some shit. Like, and that's totally fine. This is a crazy ass world. Absolutely. But yeah, man, that book is real. And I think about that, like, like some of the things that we, that, that in terms of the images and things and um, some of the yeah, things we man. go with. It's to put in front of us because we still get inboxes to this day about um, people saying, wow, uh, I didn't know, you know, um, black folks did that. or did that, you know, so with the work you do and the work we do is it's important to show that, like, listen, don't believe all the stereotypes. Bingo. <laughs> people actually believe stereotypes. It's shocking to me that people do, but people believe stereotypes because they're not exposed. Um, so, exposure yeah. Exposure changes everything, man. Exposure changes everything. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Shout out to y'all for doing y'all doing. Man, shout out to you for doing what you're doing because um, one of the things that I appreciate about you is not only uh, have you built amazing businesses, but I see how you've helped other people do the same. And that's important because helping someone else make money is revolutionary. Like to me, yeah. because now you're literally helping them feed their family. And, and you know, people could sit and, and, and talk about you know, marching and all these great things all day long. But when you take action and you help some, you can tangibly help someone else, like, you know, put food in the refrigerator, that's revolutionary. And, I, and I've seen like some of the testimonies of your students, man. So salute to you for the work you're doing. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. If you can help somebody eat, like that's real legacy right there. Like yeah. that's, that's real legacy. That's real legacy. Absolutely, man. Oh man. So Dre, listen, this has been amazing, man. I want to thank you for sharing your time. I want to, um, you know, uh, wish you much continued success and uh, look forward to seeing you buy these properties all over the world, man. You know, <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate going, it. Going, and going international with the message. I like that. I like that. So, Let's uh, do it. Yeah, man. Core, before we get out of here, any other thing you want to say, good brother? Yeah, man. I appreciate the, you know, the, the candor and the honesty that you, you know, that you brought to the show. You know what I mean? What? No front, no fraud. This is what it is. It is what it is. Appreciate and, it, brother Core. It's, it's, yeah, man. Like, a lot of people need to hear, you know, candor. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to have, you know, somebody who is successful in the things they do, you know, speak with such candor is, is you know, I, we really appreciate that. Absolutely. It, it helps our audience. You know what I mean? Like, it helps our audience. Because the, the thing is, you know, we run, like like Jim said, we run into a lot of people that, that's in a lot of different situations. And when, when, when somebody can, you know, speak to their life and, and, and bring them some kind of, you know, actionable things that they can do, you know, that's, that's just wonderful. So yeah, I yeah. And telling someone, look, just take your time and write down everything you spend. I mean, I, I learned this from our conversation and when we've talked before, but I learned from this conversation, man, slow down and speed up. That's going to stick yeah. with me, man. I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind, man. So I just want to say, I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate Thank you, man. You. Um, appreciate it. Absolutely. So it's been an amazing episode to our audience out there. I just want to say, uh, make sure you check out everything brother Dre's got going on. I'm going to share all his links so you can see the books that he's got, his courses, um, and, and again, he's helping people out there make money. So maybe you want to like take one of his courses in terms of real estate or a notary business, just check everything else that he's got going on. This is a, a very, a very powerful brother. And how, how's the um, transition, like, you know, going down to Atlanta, how was that um, coming from New York city? I like Atlanta. I, I, like, I like Atlanta a lot. It, it still has a city feel, but it's, it's cheaper. Like that's one thing. Yeah. I got a yard. 
front yard and the backyard. So <laughs> off rip, it's a win. Off rip, it's a win. I still got a spot up there in New York. But, yeah, I'm, I'm happy out here, man. I'm happy yeah, yeah, fast. yeah. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, um, yeah, check out everything Brother Dre's got going on, man. Um, and, and we'll make sure we share all your content. Um, leave us feedback. Like you said, leave us feedback. Tell us uh, someone that you may want to see on an episode. Um, any questions that you may have, check out everything we got going on uh, by the hood university.com. Um, and, and again, we appreciate everybody for purchasing merch. Uh, it's crazy to see people purchasing merch like during a pandemic, but it's definitely appreciated. People but, at home, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all love, man. We want to buy the merch at. Um, you go right to Lincoln out uh, right go right to the link in our own bio. We got all okay. kinds of shirts, you know, we got um, our most popular shirt, just putting it out there, it's the one that uh. Is, is deeds and dividends over debt. People like that one. Ooh, deeds I like dividends. that. Yeah, deeds and dividends. I like over that. Debt. Yeah, I'm a, so that's I'm that's the that most up. popular one. But uh, yeah, and also the other one is uh, black wealth is black power, which we believe in. So mm-hmm. um, listen, we appreciate everybody, man, and make sure you check out what Brother Dre's got going on. As we always say, it's not about how much money you make; it's about how much you keep. Game elevates, man, and we'll see y'all on the next episode. Peace. Peace.